Hi, welcome to the Sacred You podcast. I'm Rachel Goodwin and I'm a channel and healer who loves to teach and empower others. I offer a look at spirituality in fresh and new ways and you can see more of my work at my website at rachelgoodwin.dk and the classes and sessions that I do. Ahu heia valea noi e kahaliku puakukui kuhia ho kanaia akapu kumoni nei pihikui kahima no ikahapili. I have a lovely interview for you today with Samara Grace. Samara is a world-renowned conscious channel, gifted spiritual guide, clairaudient since childhood, a visitation from Mother Mary catapulted Samara into an extraordinary global journey, sharing Mary's wisdom and healing presence. Samara holds a Doctor of Ministry degree in Wisdom Spirituality and draws from diverse traditions to assist people in hearing and trusting their own soul guidance to create lives of passion, purpose and radiant well-being. I've known Samara for many years now and she is very dedicated to her work. She's a real worker. She's been producing so many channelings from Mother Mary for so many years to to share with all of us. And yeah, we'll be talking about her book today where she she's put it all down, all down on paper for us. So enjoy today. Many blessings. Welcome everyone to another episode of Sacred You. It's been a few months since I've been able to make an episode so I'm really excited today and I have a lovely lovely guest we have Samara Grace with us and Samara and I we're old friends aren't we yes we are in this life and others absolutely (laughs) (laughs) oh I'm so happy to talk to you today and I mean, just I was thinking of you anyway and then coincidentally I found out that you just published a new book I did. I did. I did. (laughs) Um, Yes, it's been a a long time in the making, and it was finally time to tell the story of how Mother Mary first came to me 22 years ago, gosh, in 1998. Well, actually, that's more than that. Anyway, um, and what it's like to change from being a human being on a journey to being 
a spiritual journey, a spiritual being on a human journey. And um, all the way from having my own thoughts about, am I crazy hearing voices? Should they lock me up? <laughs> to realizing, as you very, very well know, that there's a whole kingdom of light that wants to help lift us up and share with us and guide us. So yes, my book is called, Will You Be With Me? Which was Mother Mary's first request of me. And at the time it was like, will you be with me? What, what the heck does that mean? You know? And at the time, again, thinking in human terms, I thought, oh, you know, I've got about 15 minutes. Sure. That'd be fine. <laughs> and again, one spirit, <clears throat> one spirit has a hold of you. They're really happy and they don't really want to let go. So um, I and I've got no complaints. It's been more than two decades hearing her love and her wisdom and um, and putting it down now in my first published book of her writings and my experience with her. Yeah, because when I when I started reading the book. I realized, oh, this is Samara's first book. And yeah. although I haven't seen another book by you. Somehow in my head, you'd probably written a couple by now, you know, and I think it's because like you've done so much work with Mother Mary and you've, there's so much out there. But I guess it's all been like verbal, like, you know, you channeling and speaking. and Well, exactly. It hadn't been put into a book form. And I had several articles published, like in different newspapers and magazines, but never a book. It just seemed like a huge undertaking. And uh, but this year, yes, it's out. <laughs> and it, yeah, I mean, it is it is a big work, isn't it? Do it doing a book. It, there's there's a lot of writing it and then editing it and then extra bits coming in. And but I mean, you're a really beautiful writer. You write really well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, from the time I was a kid, I was always good with words and English. So that really helped, you know, also. And to be honest, as you well know, because you're, of course, a channel also, when you're in that special sacred place, the words just come. They really do just come. And um, so thank you. Yeah, I wanted to make it very readable and include um channeling from Mother Mary, as well as my own stumbling story <laughs> as I made my way through the journey. But it's lovely. It's lovely to read. And, you know, I always enjoy reading other people's sort of spiritual, yeah, the journey, as it were. <laughs> because, you know, we've all been through it, haven't we? You know, if we're a spiritual person, we've all been through a journey. And, and I always find it so... I mean, heartwarming, yes, but but also just that sort of relief of, oh, they're just a human being as well. <laughs> well, I, exactly. And I think that's why it was time to write the book, because I think sometimes people make the assumption that because I channel Mother Mary, my life is like this red carpet ride. You know? <laughs> and uh, au contraire, it's, it's, it's got all the ups and downs of anybody's life. and. Um, yeah, so I wanted to make it very human as well as divine. Yeah, and I, I think it's just a human, it's just a human thing. I can remember from my days when I was a psychiatric nurse and I was watching, you know, I would sit and observe patients, you know, as part of my work, 
because I had to do lots of checks and things like that, but also because I'm just really interested in people and I'd be noticing things like, wow, that really reminds me of my mom, <laughs> you know, because my, <laughs> my, my family had some really serious, unacknowledged mental health problems. Um, oh, I've forgotten what I was saying now. I do that. I start going off. I start going off on a tangent and then, oh, but that was it. Oh, that was it. But, but so I live, and I used to have to, you know, do admissions and I would take people's histories. And so I listened to people's stories over and over again. And always very interesting because we're all different. So it's like, you know, you get a a new story every time. And um, I realized, you know, how human we all are. We all think, I don't know where we get this from, if it's just built into us, if it's our culture, I'm not sure. But we always feel that other people are going to be less anxious, less stressed, more successful, less psychotic, you know, whatever. And it's not true. <laughs> well, I, no, I think you're exactly right. And I, I know that if, if someone is a fan of Facebook, Typically, everybody's posting their favorite vacation, when they're with friends, how they're having dinner, how they just went to some fabulous spa or something. And I know unless I work on myself a little bit, it's like, oh, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do that. But meanwhile, generally speaking, people aren't posting, you know, when it dives down and when they're having difficulties. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a bit it's a bit split off, separated and one sided, we could say. <laughs> yeah and so you know yeah it's just time to um to realize that we are all human and we all I don't know I think we all want to feel like there is a light guiding us however you want to name that and that we have a purpose in this life and that if we can move ourselves into that you know that golden trail um life gets a lot more beautiful and more um, I want to say more blessed, you know, because I think about how did I meet certain people? You know, I was trying to remember how how in the world I got to meet you. And I think it was Connie who it was knew Connie. you. And, um, and I knew Connie and boom, and there we were <clears throat> having a beautiful, beautiful time in Kauai. And, and of course, we've stayed in touch over the years because there you are channeling Sarah <laughs> and here my channeling Mother Mary. So there's there's a a sympathetic compatible energy and I know every time I would see something that you were publishing it would be like oh yeah there's Rachel yeah you know just a very loving lovely connection and I think that's what I wanted my book to help help people with to realize there is sort of this serendipitous golden web that if we can let ourselves connect with we will meet some of the most extraordinary lifelong friends, you know, um, along the way. Yeah. And, but that's it, isn't it? It's like, we are all human and that's okay. (laughs) The goal is not to become some divine being that doesn't have all of the problems and issues that we have. The idea is to be, is to, is to bring the two of them together. And then, and then the path becomes golden. Like you said, it does. It become. It really does become golden. And you know, um, just having this sort of relationship where, when you 
I forget, texted me or emailed me. It was like, oh, Rachel, yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, it's different than just the, the pastime of friendship <clears throat> that we may have had, you know, with other human friends. It's like soul friends, I guess I want to say. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, that was it. So I met Connie because um, when Josh, my eldest, was about, I don't know, he was about three. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. My uh, Joshua's dad showed me this retreat out on the big island, which was swimming with dolphins and connecting to the goddess. And he went, oh, this sounds like it would be just for you. And I was like, oh, if only I could do that. What a dream. <laughs> I could. And he was like, well, why don't you go? This might be the only opportunity you ever get. Why don't you just do it now? And I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? How can you manage without me? I think it was like three weeks or something. And he was like, yes. <laughs> and and I had always been crazy about dolphins since I was a kid, but I'd never got to go and actually meet any apart from, I think I went to, there used to be a dolphinarium up at, I think Windsor, there was a zoo at Windsor. It's closed now. And I just went there and was terribly sad for the dolphins because they were <laughs> locked up in this this pool so so I was like okay okay you know I really needed an adventure at, at that point life had been very homely for too long and um and that's where I met Connie so we went out on this retreat we stayed in this house called whale song house I think <laughs> which was Michael Michael oh he's a musician I've got all his, I've got loads of his music. Michael Hammer, Michael Hammer. He oh, writes oh, sure. lovely spiritual, like, background music. It's just perfect. And and Connie was staying there as well. And and we must have stayed, we must have stayed in touch because, because somehow, <laughs> there I was, you know, some years later organising a trip to Kauai and then, you were her friends, and and we right. ended up we ended up meeting, didn't we? And <laughs> going having adventures. <laughs> it was it was really it was again just so lovely because like you, I've been a dolphin lover <clears throat> my whole really my whole life, and to be able to be somewhere where you can see them and go out in boats and and play with them is just it's extraordinary. Such a special ah. place, but you've you've spent some time being out there, haven't you? Yeah, I've always thought that I would um, retire, whatever that looks like, um, in Hawaii. And a couple of years ago, before COVID really became whatever it became, I had sold my house in Arizona, sold all my furniture, sold everything, and went to Kauai about not quite three years ago. And right after I got there, um, COVID really hit. And in Hawaii, they just really didn't know what to do exactly. So they shut everything down. They closed the beaches. They closed the farmer's markets. They closed the restaurants. They closed everything and told people to stay inside. And so it was like the, the dream of living in Hawaii and the reality just clashed. And um, and then as as humbling as it might <clears throat> might be, I was walking and I took a really bad fall and um, sprained my right leg really badly. And there was a fear, not a fear exactly, but a concern about going to the hospital. So I hobbled home to my little place and 
and just hunkered down for a little bit, but there was no food delivery. There was no um, medical intervention possible. I was begging neighbors to bring me food. <laughs> and so ultimately I just realized, you know, this, the dream that I had is not lining up with this reality. So there must be something better. So I came back to Arizona where I still am and wrote my book. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> That's like that spirit thought you'd be having two, two nights a time out on Hawaii if you stayed out there and you wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> well, I think that was really it. I would never get the book done just <laughs> walking on the beach and, you know, enjoying myself in that way. <laughs> what is it particularly about Kauai that, that pulled you, that, that island, that specific island? Um, for me, there were a couple of things special about Kauai. Um, when you look at the chain of Hawaiian islands, it's actually the oldest of the islands. And the big island is the newest of the islands. And so for me, Kauai held the ancient wisdom. So if uh, the big island is the dolphin, Kauai is the whale. Um, and there's a beautiful Buddhist temple there that I felt very comfortable in, even though I'm not a Buddhist. Um, and the gardens and the lushness and just, there was a sense of an ancient memory. Um, I stood on the cliff of Princeville where, where you stayed with me. Um, <clears throat> and I remembered some life in which there were marauders that came that were going to basically harm all of the women in the, in the area. And I remember holding hands with, I don't know, maybe half a dozen women and we jumped to our death. So it held a lot of those memories. And I think I was there long enough to remember them, but to let them go. <laughs> you know? And, and so it, it's, it's a very, very special and sacred place for anyone. It is. It is. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll, I'll come back. I mean, every time I've left, I've stood at the airport, like outside, looking at the moon going, I'll come back. <laughs> but it's extremely hard to get to from Europe. You know, we can't just hop on a hop on a plane. It's, it's expensive and it takes a lot of time. And, you know, I've been quite land bound by having a by having a, a son with autism and ADHD and also because I've moved to Denmark now if I do go anywhere it tends to be the UK so, right right to visit your friends and family sure sure yeah 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 so but yeah I mean where I live the energies are amazing Samara here in Roskilde it's full of springs wow <laughs> <laughs> So I have lots of magical springs and sacred power places and all sorts of, you know, there's just so many sort of ancient sacred sites around here as well. So that's opened up a huge sort of interest in Nordic cosmology for me. I'm studying to become like a, a sage Kona. I've been doing that. We should have finished by now, but it got elongated by COVID. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I think it's become a, a five-year course instead of a two-year course, or I thought something like that. But um, but yeah, but it's but it's amazing. I mean, I really 
I really love that the energy of all that which I never expected (laughs) because it wasn't anything I was actually interested in you know as a person but then my soul my spirit that energy when I connected through that suddenly there was this huge huge opening and and I think it's interesting isn't it our past lives have so much effect on on how we go and where we go and a lot of the time it's so unconscious we don't even know these things are gonna happen to us until until we're there (laughs) and then we find out sometime later no no I completely agree and I also think in the evolution of the earth right now we're going back and looking at the earlier stories, the legends, the um, the patterns that were created in our civilizations that many of us are still carrying. You know, the the patterns of our heritage and lineage, along with the consciousness, because we're all one on on the on the one level. Even though you know some of us are Irish or whatever, it's just we're all one. And I think that the the, the healing and the evolution of the earth right now, it's essential that we go back and take a look at, so what did my ancestors believe? And what was the validity of that? And what was the power of that? And how is it maybe still both informing and or restricting our evolution? You know, because every new idea, every renaissance at first is definitely fought against you know and uh, people want the tradition but then again some of the traditions hold um, not such great ideas so it's finding that balance and honoring the past Um, I have a friend right now who's researching her Native American heritage and of course here in the U.S. we have not treated our natives very kindly and that continues and so she's going back and looking at pictures of her great, great grandfather, you know, and and all of that. And I found it fascinating because what she feels is that by doing that, she's clearing the way to both honor, but not be held captive, if you will, by the treatment and the the ugliness that also took place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, And yeah, that whole ancestor thing, I totally, I totally get that idea of like, going back and almost like with a sieve and like sifting things out. We're going to keep this bit, but this bit we're going to sort out or heal or transmute or just get rid of. We're going to sort it. We're going to, we're going to, we're like going back over things again and making things good that need to be made good. You know, that's a beautiful way to put it. And I could just see the sieve, you know, like the the grandmothers are going through it. And leaving, like you said, the good bits, you know, yeah. that we really do want to honor. I love it. I love it. That's so typical of me because I I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I've said I've I've just finished a book, actually. I've just finished a book and I'm so happy because now I've got a bit more time to do some cooking because I've had to sacrifice a lot of that because it's such a big work and it's like every spare minute has been taken up kind of doing this and doing this chapter and finishing that bit and checking that reference and and all the rest it is such a huge work (laughs) oh I'm so excited when will it be available April April 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm just having a book cover done at the moment, and then I'm going to send it off to get formatted. But um, and I publish it myself, which I did with the last one. I just do it on Amazon because that's manageable for me. Right. And and right. then you know it reaches the people who want to read it basically. So so yeah. But, oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. and that's the wonderment about Amazon. You know today. You know, if you do all the work, they can then, you know, um, yeah. publicize it and, and make yeah. it available yeah. to everybody. I love it. Yeah, I do. yeah, it is great. I mean, I do have reservations about Amazon and, you know, where it comes from. But there isn't another platform that provides that for me. Right. So, And what's can you share the title of your new book? It is called Weaving the Strands of Sarie. Channeled wisdom from Ascended Master Sarah. Ooh. So yeah, the weaving, the weaving strands and tapestry and stuff is, yeah, I really that sort of runs throughout that runs throughout the book. But um, oh, that's lovely, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> well, I'll be on. I'll be waiting for it to hit so I can order it. <laughs> Thank you. Go, going back to your book, if there was a favorite thing out of it, what would it be? <laughs> I think the favorite part for me um, are Mother Mary's messages where she says things like, and I'll actually channel the message in just a moment, but to answer your question, she says, you are the hands and hearts of my love. And in this process with myself and with Mother Mary, people have asked her about you know, saying rosaries and prayers. And her answer was, I love and hear every rosary and every prayer that you say. And you are the hands and hearts of my love in the world. So, you know, go and <laughs> go and do that and be that. And, you know, and, and not just kind of petition some idea in the sky, you know, to solve the world's problems. And so one of the things I'm working on right now is um, something I'm calling Mary's Angels. And it would be um, a website and kind of a membership uh, program, which will outline her ideas, but also give people a opportunity to take on that mantle if they choose to be one of Mary's Angels, just meaning you're going to be a kind, compassionate, loving and sometimes fierce proponent of justice and well-being in the world. And so I'm 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 working on that kind of next because again, I don't think it's like an exclusive club, you know. <laughs> like it's really just allowing yourself to realize I can be a force for good, I can be a light in the world. And then to do that in whatever way, you know, yeah. feels right. Yeah, absolutely. Because these these stories that we tell ourselves or that we're living, they're so important. Yeah. Because that's what keeps us going on the days, you know, things are a bit SHIT. <laughs> well, I'd love to channel a message from uh, Mother Mary. Is there any arena or question that you might have today that she could address? Oh, let me just have a moment. I'll just tune in and, and feel into that. Hang on. Well, I mean, I suppose what comes up for me, and you know, obviously this is a this is a personal thing, but um 
it's like, you know, what's the best thing to do on bad days where we're struggling? Well, as Samara, I love that question. Um, as you know, as yourself as a channel, I just step to the side. I invite Mother Mary to speak for the highest light and the highest good at this at this time. Well, hello, everyone. This is Mother Mary. So happy to be connecting again with Rachel in this way and with all of you. <clears throat> and, you know, the question about having a bad day, what you have to sort of in that moment realize is where is my mind? Where is my heart? And where are my hands? And if your mind is in the dumps, if you will, because what you're saying to yourself is, I can't get everything done. I don't know what to do with this person. I'm feeling badly that I haven't yet uh, accomplished X, Y, or Z. And so what happens is all of your energy is now lodged in your forehead, running back and forth like a little mouse in the trap, right? And your hands at that moment, mm -hmm. even if you're doing something, are not receiving the energy because it's like stuck in your, in your head. And your heart is hurting because you know, in a way, you know better. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be like this. So when you notice that, the very best thing you can do is stop for a moment, just as you did just now, my beautiful Rachel, and you just went inside, right? Inside, and you went back into your heart, and you just allowed that to be the locus of your power and your uh, really of your uh, of your being. And so in the heart, there is no schedule. You, you can come back into the heart and you're no longer in in a time. You know, it's eight o'clock or 10 o'clock or four o'clock and I have to do all this and this and that. When you're in your heart, you're in the present moment. And so in that moment, you come back into your heart and you can do it in a number of ways, whether you have a I am statement or a mantra or a wonderful song that you listen to. And you just ask internally, I now choose to be aligned with my highest good, deepest peace and greatest joy. And you just take that into your body, into your heart, into your mind into your whole being in that moment. And so what you've done, it's like you, you if, if it was an hourglass that was running out of time, you've turned it over <laughs> and, you, and you've got plenty of time to do whatever you thought you had to do. But it's really understanding that when the mind is racing, the body is suffering. And when the mind is racing, the heart is lonely. And so no wonder you feel a little bereft. You feel like you're, you're missing something. You've lost something. And it becomes a loop of um, scolding. You know, you could have done this. You should have done that, blah, 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 blah. And so that's not your divinity. That's not even really your true humanity. That is just a program that needs to go. <laughs> And in its place to put this idea, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm going to come into my heart. Perhaps I'm going to close my eyes if it's safe to do so. I'm going to realign with my deepest peace, greatest joy, 
with my I am presence, whatever words you know fit for you. And now you've got all of you, your whole body, you've got all of us, and now you open your eyes and you pay attention to whatever it was you thought you needed to be doing. And so all of that can take two minutes. But it is a recognition. <laughs> I guess I want to say it this way. I'm the boss of me. <laughs> I'm the boss of me. I am in charge of how I'm thinking, how I'm operating and what it is that's important. And once you do that switch, it's like you have a thousand times the energy that was running back and forth in your forehead saying, oh, no time to say hello, goodbye, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, like that wonderful story. <laughs> does that help, darling? It does, yes, thank you. <laughs> so any other question for today? No. But is there, is there anything else you'd like to share with us and, and the listeners? Yes, because we have now a global audience, and that makes me very, very happy, very, very happy. What I want to say is that where the world is right now is truly the dawn of a new operating system. I use that te technological term because so many of you have had to go through Windows 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, right? You've had to go through upgrades on your phones. You've had to go through all of this. And initially, for many of you, there's a resistance like, oh, no, I don't want to change. I know my old programs, you know, that I can count on them. I don't want to learn something new. But we're in a place where you have to learn some new things now. You really do. What I just offered is new and old. It's like, wait a minute, before I operate, I'm going to go within. That's huge. The second thing is to realize and perhaps even become excited. Why are there now in the world, not just hundreds, not just thousands, but hundreds of thousands of children who have been labeled with autism and ADHD and all of that? Why, 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 why now? What, what is that? They have a new operating system, but they're trying to navigate through the old operating system, which truly does not serve them. And they're, in a way, they're having none of it. It's like, no, I'm not doing it. And so they're seen and, and experienced as uh, isolated or stubborn or, you know, all of these uh, terms. What they are truly is, is magical. They're magical. And so as parents and aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters, rather than trying to um, contain them in the old system that no longer serves them, it's time to discover their magical properties because they truly see things differently. They feel things differently. And there is not yet a common language between their operating system and the old operating system. So it's a little like trying to talk in Spanish to someone who only speaks French or, you know, right, whatever. And so there's, there's sort of a, mm, 
a puzzled concentration, concern, etc. Am I understanding you correctly, etc.? So again, the, the most powerful thing that you can do is realize they experience and learn differently. And truly their system is um, calibrated to a different resonance than the old. And so as a powerful channel like yourself, Rachel, one of the contributions that you and others can make is to invite the translations into the new operating system to come and be clear, to be welcomed, to be fruitful in so many ways, even if you don't know yet what they are. So again, rather than trying to take these children and push them into something that will not work, to be honest, it's like, oh, they're bringing something new. They are the sculptors and the artists and the writers and the inventors and the, the lovers, really, of the new earth. So I want that message to be clear to people that it is not, um, not a punishment, not some deprivation that they have experienced, but rather a challenge. It is a challenge. We understand that but it's a challenge to welcome rather than resist. And so invite the language of light to translate for you in a way that it, be it benefits you and these children and the Renaissance can really begin. Thank you, Mother Mary. Much, much love, darling. And he wouldn't have come to you unless you could be exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. So this is Samara and I'm back. And um, what wonderful, wonderful way to look at it. It is. It is. And thank you for bringing through those messages from Mother Mary. I love her energy. I don't talk about Mother Mary very much or write about her, but that's not because I don't love her. That's just because <laughs> I'm busy working with Sarah and Mary Magdalene, and that's that's what I have to spend my time doing. But I've always seen her as like the matriarch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do too. I, I mean, she's the mother of all, yeah, you know, and when um, when she did first come to me, I was I was not raised Catholic. I was not really familiar with with Mother Mary. But what was interesting was that I felt this presence, just as you did just now, this huge, lovely, regal, powerful, feminine presence. And when I asked her telepathically, you know, who are you? Her answer was, "Many call me Mary." which is very interesting because I think for me, what it's come to mean is that if you relate to Mother Mary, she's Mother Mary. If you relate to Kuan Yin, she carries that or Saraswati or you know some of the other beautiful incarnations of the divine feminine. And because when she appears, she appears sometimes with brown skin, sometimes with blue eyes, you know, it's like she appears the way her people can recognize her. Yeah. So I, I love that about her. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, just 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 as like wisdom oozing from her, which makes me think of fear. And um, it's like you know, because my 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 I my grandparents I think were most of them died before I was born. I had one gran, and she died when I was quite young. And yeah, she wasn't really someone who was like providing a lot of wisdom, to be honest. And then mm-hmm. my mum, who was quite wise, she she died when I was twenty six. So I really lacked, you know, sort of these people around in 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 my life so I really appreciate Mother Mary and and you know all of them really because they've provided those things for me that have been lacking actually in right. my real life yeah yeah and I think one of the reasons I welcomed her so strongly um, my mom was a scientist you know and so everything had to be you know measurable you know, in the laboratory, you know, whatever. And so my ability to talk to trees and (laughs) not very well accepted. And also um, the very first hug I ever got, I was 12 or 13 years old. My family that that just wasn't, we were the Puritan, whatever, whatever. And it was so jarring to me the mother of one of my good friends hugged me after we'd had a a meal together that I went home and told my mom because it was like you know is this stranger danger like (laughs) I said mommy mommy Mrs. So-and-so you know hug me and she said oh that's all right honey they're Italian (laughs) which didn't help me in that moment it was like uh uh okay (laughs) (laughs) But I think I I really longed for the kind of mother that Mother Mary is, which is wise, loving, full of compassion, the energy embracing of of just unconditional love. So yeah, I'm I I feel like it it was something I was looking for. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's that 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 it's an elder that's a woman. She's been there. She's done it. She's had all that experience, and now she can sit and and share that and support those of us that are, you know, coming to her for support. Absolutely, absolutely, exactly. Wow. Tell me, tell me more. Oh no, I'll ask you that in a minute. I just wanted to um, say about you know the the message she was saying about you know the kids with autism and ADHD so you know as I I mentioned earlier you know we have Benji who's nine with autism and ADHD and um, I've just written a I've just written an endorsement for someone's book actually I'll put it in the show notes which is about you know um, this group of children and adults who are coming here as an evolutionary force for the for the for the the new earth and bit by bit you know I'm not someone who's speaking about it a lot at the moment because I'm still in that stage of learning and experiencing, which I do for many years before I talk about anything, <laughs> because I'm one of those sort of people, you know, I, I if I do one thing, it's going to be done all the way down and all the way up. It's not going to be hugely broad. It's going to be very, very in-depth and I will know everything I can about it within every cell of my body and I don't mean you know linear knowledge I don't mean cognitive stuff I mean I've come into an understanding in my own body 
and it's it's coming along it's coming along <laughs> but you know we're still not I'm still picking up the pieces and and you know but that's it but that was another really interesting piece of what she was saying and I'm looking forward to to going back and and listening to that again yeah I know what you mean about experiencing it first um many of the things in the book and and the channeling that I do it's like I would have had an experience of that that I've had to go through and have all of my emotional whatever whatever triggered and this and that and then um then I then I can channel like you said with my whole being knowing that this is the the truth as I know it is my truth that I'm sharing in that moment and one of the things that um, has challenged me over these years is finding a place that felt like home. So we talked about Hawaii and I kept thinking I was going to live there, but it's like a slingshot. I kept, I keep getting sent back to Arizona. And at one point I was really bereft about it because I think over the course of, let's say five or six years, I lived in like eight different places, you know, and it, the physical aspect of that gets kind of tiring. So I said to Mother Mary, I said, where's my place? Where's my place? As if there was one place, right? Where's my place? And I was like, like a little kid, like, where's my place, Mother Mary? Where's my place? She said, daughter, your place is with us. (laughs) So for me, that was both beautiful and annoying. You know, couldn't it be a cottage by the sea or, you know, whatever. But I've learned to to understand that what she means is that because my life is so tuned anymore to the frequencies of that kind of love, there isn't one place on the earth at this moment in my life anyway that has that frequency for me at the moment. I can go and enjoy, you know, wherever I am. But it's still, it's it's like that human spiritual thing, you know, like, where's my nirvana? Where's <laughs> and at least for me right now, it's like, that's for you to, to create wherever you are, you know? So right now I'm about 15 minutes outside of Sedona and it's, it's just fine. You know, do I miss the ocean and the dolphins? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I have other things here. So it, it really is just coming to terms with what shows up and, and loving it to the best of our ability, even when initially it's like, no, that wasn't what I thought I was ordering. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't know you were so close to Sedona now. Fancy that. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. Um, recently after two years of pretty much lockdown with COVID, we actually had a writer's retreat here in Sedona. And there are about 35 of us that came from different places. I mean, I just commuted from my house, um, many of whom had just published their books. And we had little writing workshops and we went out to Vortexes. And it was the first time I've done that kind of thing in two years. So it was really a breath of fresh air. Yeah. 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 But I mean, Sedona was another place that I got called to several several years after I would have met met you. Um, 
when I was going through the separation with Joshua's father, I was really in one of those times in, you know, my life where it was just, uh, right. I was just completely lost. I knew that separation was the right thing, but I was completely unimpressed (laughs) by that. That was the situation. And I was very cross with spirits you know, it was like I wanted to to be in a family that stay together, not to be, you know, going through the the separation and you know because we had Josh and and I was in a very very dark place and Sarah was was with me. It was sort of early on, but and I would just pray, you know, to God or the divine or goddess or you know whatever you know, tell me what to do. And I got a message go to Sedona. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about Sedona or have any particular interest in it because, you know, like you, I love water and dolphins. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> not, not particularly want to go to the desert with a lot of red rocks. But um, I didn't have any better ideas. So I went, I went to Sedona. Sedona and it was amazing it was a, I mean for me I think it filled in a part in my energy matrix about living on the earth it felt very very like how you how you live a divine life grounded in the earth but through it's like the patterns are held there somehow yes. I felt like I was like they were like knitting my, there was, there was this huge hole from a lot of Christian lifetimes, I think. Right, right. Where all of that is, you know, had been denied because I'd been a monk and a nun, as, as a lot of us have been a lot. And it was like, okay, and now we need to fill in this bit because you do actually need to live a human life here. Right. On that earth. But with the divine matrix coming in. And I, and I think, yeah, I think that's what happened. But I loved it. I loved it. I really love it. It's just amazing. Just amazing place. Fancy. So, yeah, wow. (laughs) That's lovely. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it is. It's beautiful. And, um, you know, I've had many, many amazing times here and will continue to do so. And, you know, after, at least for me, when I've now surrendered to Mother Mary, it's like she's my travel agent. So. And, you know, I'm I'm not disappointed. I'm not because I'm like, oh, okay, where are we going now? And uh, it's it's basically all good. So we'll just see. But yeah, Sedona is amazing. I think what happens and the reason so many people come here, it is you were talking about weaving. It's like it weaves back in something you may have been missing. And it also helps you let go of something you're carrying that maybe doesn't serve you any longer so there's this sort of in and out thing that happens and uh, people have major major breakthroughs here yeah Yeah, absolutely they do but um I just I wanted to, to go back to your book and just say you know I've really been enjoying reading it and I really get that sense of wow there's all of like Samara's experience and understanding in here and yet you've managed to communicate it quite concisely so I'm not having to read like 
a hundred pages to get like one nugget. It's like it's very it's 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 very readable, but it but it's all there. And I absolutely recommend to everyone that they should buy your book and read it. <laughs> I would love it too. And it's called Will You Be With Me? Mother Mary's Extraordinary Invitation by Samar Grace. So you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and it's it it's my I don't know, it's my greatest joy to share it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's so. That's one really lovely thing that's come out of COVID is you've written the book. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's sort of like can't go anywhere, can't invite people over. Might as well write the book now. Because <laughs> knowing you as I do, Samara, you might not have been able to stay still long enough without that. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, just being you know shut in like a hermit for you know almost two years. It's like okay, get her done and. Um, yeah, it, it's really been quite thrilling. And, you know, I think the thing that Mother Mary offers, and I would just say to your audience or our audience, it's it's not about religion. It's not about having to be Catholic or really having to do anything. It's really about welcoming spirit and love into your life and having that additional guidance that can help you to navigate the the human challenges we all face so that was my desire yeah well that's lovely you've done a good job well done tick (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask you more about your membership site tell me more tell me more about your vision for that it's in the early stages but it's very exciting um earlier I was saying how Mary said you know you are the hands and hearts of my love in the world So I had this thought of having a membership called Mary's Angels, and it would simply be kind of a combination of people joining who who are willing and ready to say, you know, I I am one of Mary's angels in the world. And what that means is up to me, but it means to be kind, to be joyous, to be compassionate, to to speak up about things that are unjust, etc., And then on the site itself, there will be channelings from Mother Mary. There will be maybe a monthly message. And it's about creating a community of angels really worldwide that are simply operating from love rather than fear. And and people can put requests on there. They can put um, ideas on there. They can put maybe projects that they're involved in that they would like some additional um, energy coming toward. And, um, you know, over these 22 years that I've been doing this, uh, I feel like there's already a membership of Mary's Angels. And you're one of them, Rachel. You know, it's like and so it's like when I see you or feel you, it's like, oh, yeah, you know. And so we already exist. But the the membership and the website would be a place where we can find each other. So if somebody's traveling, you know, to Denmark they, they could say, hey, you know, I'm going to be in Denmark, you know, how are you doing or whatever. And, and, and just to know that we're not alone. And there would be a small, you know, fee to belong, you know, just something to help navigate the, <laughs> the rigors of websites and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And to be able to provide educational materials later on about the new children. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it, you know, it needs to be self-sustaining, doesn't it? So that means there has to be injection of energy by by everybody needs to put a right. little bit towards it and then it gives yeah. it life. I know. And then maybe, maybe you get a little pin, you know, like a little angel pin, Mary's angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. Oh, I really yeah. like the idea of that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll keep you posted as things develop. It's it's in that sort of dream to reality creation. Um, one of the things that came out of a channeling I did a few months ago, because many times people will say, well, you know, what can I do? I'm just one person, etc. And so Mother Mary had a very concrete suggestion. She said, take a little envelope and put in it either $11 or $22 in your local currency and have it in your purse or your glove box or whatever in your car. And when you're out and about and you see a certain person or a certain situation, just take out the envelope and just say, this comes from Mother Mary. And, you know, no expectation, nothing else, just, you know, I, Mother Mary, and I, or I'd like, I want to be a blessing. And so Mother Mary's blessed me and here's your amount. And so I asked her why 11 or 22. And as you know, master numbers are, are multiples. And so by having it be um, either 11 or 22, whatever, you know, is in your budget, um, it, it actually cascades into multiples of that for that person. And so it's, you know, many people want to feed the homeless and all those things are wonderful. But every once in a while, you just see someone who's struggling, right? Who's struggling. And so you just take out your little envelope and say, you know, I I just love to bless people or Mother Mary or whatever, you know, comes to you in that moment. And you just hand it to them and smile. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. That's beautiful. And so we don't necessarily have to have a big project. Um, I always think of Mother Teresa, who said, we can do no great things, only small things with great love. And, and so that idea of Mary's angels and the $11 or, you know, whatever, is really just realizing those small acts add up. Mm. You know, so if we've got a thousand people walking around with $11 or the, <laughs> the local equivalent, um, blessing people. Yeah. And then it's 10,000 mm. and then it's a hundred thousand and then it's a million. And so we become a society of generosity and compassion rather than a society of, you know, what's in it for me. Well, a society of people who are trying to make money and trying to manage the bills and, you know, everything is about, is about money and profit and, oh, it's just, yeah, we need to find a new way of, of being, like how you're suggesting. And, right. and people are writing more and more books. We're getting more and more ideas. There's more and more speakers on this subject. And it's there. It's the energy. It's it's there. It's there in the ethers. Now we've got to, we've got to bring it down. We've got to bring it down. Right. That and way. that's why she had that very concrete suggestion, yeah. you know, and a, a few people that were listening to that broadcast uh, told me later that they had done it and that it just felt so amazing. Yeah. Um, you and know, we, won't, we won't do it by destroying the old way because that will take a lot of time and energy and it's pointless. We will do it by just 
going to the side and creating something else <laughs> quietly while nobody's looking. And then exactly. Like, oh. Just go build the new. Exactly. 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 Wow. Wow. Oh, it's been so lovely talking to you again. Where's the best place for people to come and find you? Where are you most active on the internet and social media? Um, my website is samaragrace.com. So that's www.samarahgrace.com. And then on Facebook, it's um, Mother Mary Messages with Samara. And those are the two most active places at this time. Thank you. That's lovely. And I will put all the links and everything in the show notes. So it won't be difficult for people to come and find you. But before we finish, are there any last things that you didn't get to tell me about or you wanted to say as a final as a final thing to slip in before we end? Um, I think the thing that I want to just end with is to let everybody really feel don't lose hope. This is the time more than anything that we need to focus on what we do want, what we do see, what is possible. Because as you were just saying, it is, it's so vital that we don't waste our energy, you know, looking at at things we don't want and arguing about them and, and being divisive. It's like, don't waste your energy, come into your heart, close your eyes and say, what would love do here? And do that. Thank you. That's lovely. You said it all there. I've got nothing to add. <laughs> it's just oh, it was so lovely to be with you, Rachel. I'm sending lots of love and I can't wait to read your book. And thank you for letting people know about mine. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I've personally got so much out of our talk today and I and I know our listeners will too so absolutely right. fantastic we'll talk again another time all right be well lots of love all right bye, bye everybody thanks for listening bye bye Oh
ke kahula lo pihanga he kohu kapaliliai ha ha inna mai kapuana e kahaliko puokukui Ahu hei a vale anohe e kahaliko puhukukui kuhi ahu konaiya akapuhu ke momori nei ihi koi kahi manaho i kahapili. Kuhaluhaiya,ei Hey, no, no, na, ka ue i.